Welcome to episode 53 of the Trivial Trivia Podcast. Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Sarah. Trivial Trivia Podcast is a trivia quiz show in two rounds with ten questions each. Our general knowledge round will be on growing up and school. And our movie of the week is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Part of a two-part series. It's going to be awesome. And uh, we have a special guest puzzler for our first round. We'd like to welcome Matt Brundage from another damn trivia show back to Trivial Trivia. Hey, Matt. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Thanks for having me back on. We are so thrilled to have you, and we understand you have some questions for us. I do. I do. Uh, I'm a teacher, as as I think we've mentioned the last time I was on your show, or the last time you were on my show, whatever, some point when we were cross-promoting trivia. Right. And uh, so when you said stuff about growing up, I instantly thought of classes and school and figured, why not have you guys basically go back to school? I like it. Now, you're a teacher already. You're a teacher, yes? I Yeah, I am a teacher. I'm a music teacher. All right. And I just got done with the semester of school. <laughs> All right. So this, this should be not too tough for either of you. Yes, okay. let's hope. All right. So as you all know, when you're going to school, you have to take a whole bunch of topics. You don't get to just, this isn't like university where you can focus on one subject. This is, you got to do, you got to be good at everything. So that's what we're doing. 10 different school subjects. A question for each one. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So I'm going to ask the questions and you guys are going to jot down your answers so that we can take them up at the end. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Question one is in the field of science. What is the name of the principle that states when air moves quickly over an object, it creates less air pressure than the still air below the object, and so the object is lifted up into the low-pressure area? This is important when, for instance, trying to fly an airplane, and the air goes over the wings quickly, causing the, the plane to lift. What is the name of this principle, though? I got it. I started writing as soon as you started asking the question. Excellent. And if you want to test this theory at home, everyone, just hold a piece of paper under your lips and blow over it, and it will raise instead of going down. Question two is music. So, Jeff, if you don't get this one, I'm afraid you're going to be fired. I have to, I have to hand back my music teacher card. Yep. What does fortissimo mean? Oh, okay, hold on, it. hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. You can have a few seconds. You can have a four count. My uh, my fifth graders were working on this the other day. Yep, I didn't think it was going to be too tough for you. Crap! Apparently, tougher for Sarah. Apparently the semester of school I haven't been in choir in almost ten years. Didn't include singing. Um... Okay. Okay. Next one is math. Yes. Okay, good. What are you trying to work out if you're using the following formula? A equals pi multiplied by r squared. Okay, we're both writing this down. A equals pi. Minus r. No, times r squared. Times r squared. Yep, A equals pi times r squared. What are you trying to figure out if you're using uh, that? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. So we just finished our math question. We're going on to question four, and that is English. 
what terms, and I'm looking for three of them, what terms are used for the following? Words with the same or similar meaning, words with opposite or nearly opposite meanings, and words that have the same pronunciation and spelling, but different meanings. Okay, hold on just a second. Okay. Can you say that again slowly? Sure. What terms are used for the following? Words with the same or similar meanings, words with opposite or nearly opposite meanings, Okay. and words that have the same pronunciation and spelling, but different meanings. And I'm looking for three terms. Well, it really helps to know your Latin roots here. Yes, it would. I could have made this in Latin, a Latin question. I can't think of the third. Uh-oh. We're going to have to start getting into decimals for your points then. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I have, I, next to every question, I wrote English so that I would remember the question. Like, uh, the subject, so I would remember the question. So if I thought of the answer later, I could go back and put it in. Clever. Okay. Clever. All right. Uh, question five is in cooking. What D term means to coat with flour or other fine substances? As in a term that starts with the letter D? Correct. Okay, got it. Though if that's your answer, you'll you be incorrect. Are you looking at mine? Don't look at my paper. Oh, I, Eyes I, on your own paper, please. If I just write down the letter D, that would be bad. <laughs> yes, the answer is not D. All right, we both good on cooking? Yes. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We're moving on to history. What five countries are the permanent members of the United Nations Security Council? They have been for a while. That's why it's history. I'll do my best here. As a hint, if you put fewer than five countries, you are incorrect. One, two, three, four, five. I totally guessed on three of those. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. From history, we go to geography. Historically, there are four named oceans, though most countries now recognize a fifth. Name any four of these five oceans. Okay. One of them has two names. It's tricky because, you know, there's oceans, there's seas, other large bodies of water. Okay, I think I got it. I think I'm okay. Canals. Okay, uh, that was geography, so we're now into French. In French, there are eight subject pronouns. Name any five of them. Oh. You said eight subject pronouns. See, Matt's Canadian, so he lives with people who speak French. Oui, je suis Canadien. Et je peux parler français. You said five out of eight? I did say five out of eight. Subject pronouns. Okay, right. we're just going to mark this one as one that Sarah got wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do my best here. I don't know any French. Okay, those are those are total guesses. All right, we got the la- we're down to the last two. Our uh, number nine is phys ed. What sport has these five positions? Point guard? Shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Okay. What sports? As a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. 
We both good now? Got mm-hmm. it. Sweet. And our final question in drama. What term means words spoken by an actor directly to the audience, but not heard by other characters on the stage? There's a term for that? There sure is. If you Like know a one-word term? A one-word term. Mother, come on. I think I, think I got it. If you've taken drama or read Shakespeare, it appears in Shakespeare all the time. Consider it like the character's inner monologue. Their private thoughts. Oh, okay. oh. So the word isn't monologue. All no. right, I got it. I, I think I got it. My wife actually made a wonderful analogy. Uh, she said, "So like when Frank looks at the camera and speaks in House of Cards." Yes, exactly. Like that is, I said that is exactly that would be a television version of this. They had uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey was an on, on an NPR interview lately where he was talking about breaking the fourth wall and how he loved to do that. See, that's I knew it is breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> also not the term I'm looking for, by the way. Okay. The I figured. Wall. All right. We have more or less ten answers written down. All right. So time to uh, mark your papers and find out what grades you got. Okay. Oh, God. Should now, we... this is my classroom. I'd have you exchange papers. I was about to ask if we should trade papers. Just so you don't cheat, but I, I think I can trust you guys. Okay. All right. So, science. What did you guys say was the name of that principal? Bernoulli principal, right? That is correct. Oh, man. This is also the name of a character from uh, Cars 2, right? That I don't know, though I have seen Cars 2. It is. It's the Cars 2. It's the it's the Italian car yes, because it the is. Bernoulli mm-hmm. principle is very important in Great car cars. racing because they want to have a lot of downward force when they drive so they have the most friction on the tires. Huh? Well, there you go. So they would have to somehow not have the air flow fast over them? No, they so they they basically have the have the shape of the car such that the air pushes the car down, down on the track. Fair. Uh, okay. Uh, question two was the music question. What does fortissimo mean? Very loud. It does mean very loud. Will you accept louder? I would accept louder, I think. Yes! Oh, you would? I would. I, well, you're a music teacher. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you, Matt. You're welcome. And then I also learned when looking it up that there was, all, there was fortissimo and fortissimo. Yep, well, fortis, fortissimo, right? <laughs> yes, and just means extremely loud, or the loudest, or something like that. So they abbreviate that on music. Fortissimo is, well, Fort. forte is one F, fortissimo is two, two Fs, and fortissimo is three Fs, and yeah. then you can get, like, four or five Fs, but it's all the same thing. That just means play as loud as you can. Got it. All right, so that's it. You both got, no, so you didn't get Bruno, did you? No. All right, so it's... So you, okay. Anyway, math. Uh, what are you trying to work out if you have the formula A equals pi multiplied by R squared? Diameter. No. It's incorrect. Oh! It's the area of a circle. It is the area of a circle. Oh, A. Yes, A would be area. Come on. I think A equals pi multiplied by radius squared. Yeah, so I, my favorite <sighs> t-shirt, one of my favorite math nerd t-shirts has a picture of... A pie, like the pie you eat, mm-hmm. and it's a square pie, and then you'd be like, "No, pie are round." <laughs> Nerdy t-shirts. Yeah, so ironic. 
In English, what three terms was I looking for when I wanted a term that meant words that uh, have the same meaning, words that have different meanings, opposite meanings, sorry, and words that are spelt and sound the same but mean different things? Okay, so same meaning is... Synonym. Synonym. Is correct. Opposite meaning is... That's what I got wrong. (laughs) Antonym. Antonym is correct. Uh, And same sound is... Homonym. Homonym, yeah. Correct. That is correct. So, an example of a homonym would be rose and rose. Rose the flower and rose is in rose from the grave. So does Sarah get a fraction for that one? She does. She gets .66 points. (laughs) Okay. In cooking, what D term means to coat in flour or other fine substances? Dredge. Is correct. Well done, Sarah. Uh, oh, I had dust. Like, usually nope. in, in cooking directions, No, you say, coat. You, you... No, not yeah. if you're coating it. If you put chicken in flour to make fried chicken, you dredge your chicken in flour. Dusting, the, dusting your chicken is actually a different thing than dredging it. Okay, no. I got that one wrong then. All right. Okay. Uh, history, what are the five countries uh, that are the permanent members of the United Nations Security Council? Okay, so we both started with the U.S., I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And England. Is correct. U.K., but yeah. And France? Correct. And Russia? Yep. And this is where I ran out of ideas, so I had to guess, but I don't think I don't think China is right. China is right. Yes! Oh, it is right. Okay, good. I got... So, U.S. China, France, Russia, the U.K., and the U.S. China, France, Russia, U.K., U.S. Yeah, no, I got it correct. They're the ones of uh, victorious in World War II. Like, the big big countries. They're the World War II victors. Apparently, the fact that Canada was part of that didn't matter. We're not apparently a permanent member, so screw the United Nations. I say. China's still in there, but... Yeah. They're permanent. You can't get them out. <laughs> Doesn't matter what we do now. Um, in a geography, uh, what are four of the five oceans? Four out of five. Okay, we started with Pacific and Atlantic. <laughs> we have the same answer. Yep, those would be two of them. Good. And then Indian, is that is that the one that people use an interchangeable name with? Nope, but Indian is one of the oceans, so you're okay. still good. And then we both had written down Arctic. Yep. What's what's the other name? The new the new one or the one that's now considered as the Antarctic Ocean, otherwise known as the Southern Ocean. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep. When I asked these questions to my wife, it was funny because she said Pacific, Atlantic, Arctic, Antarctic, and then I went, "Yep, you got the point." She goes, "No, I want to get all five. Oh, what's the fifth one? It's like <laughs> south of India. It's by oh <laughs> Indian Ocean, <laughs> right? Like she was couldn't get it, but she knew it was by India. Anyway, French. In French, there are eight subject pronouns, and I wanted you to name five of them. Okay, in English, subject pronouns would be, like, the. No. No? Okay. Mm. What no. would it be? The is a, the is a um, article. Mm-hmm. A direct article, to be specific. Pronouns are he, she, it. Correct. Okay. So, I, you, us, oh. we, mm. him, her... Well, I'm, I may I may have gotten a couple, but I don't. I'm not a French speaker natively, so I don't know for sure. Um, and I don't even know if I'm pronouncing these right. 
These are just my best guess as a music teacher who's sung in French on occasion. Okay. So I have, is it le, L-E? Uh, nope. Okay, le great. Le would be the equivalent of the. Right, and and le, uh, like L-E-S, is also a the, but it's a plural the. Yeah, and L-A would be a, a the, but a female the. Right, all right. So I have il, that's a him, right? I-L, yep. Yeah, and I have L, like E-L-L-E. Mm-hmm, that's the female version. Okay, and I have... Like L, as in, uh, is that how you say it? E L L E S. Yep, that's the female. That's the uh, plural version of her. So I have three correct because that's all I have written down. Okay, uh, eels, I L S, would be the male plural version. That would have been an easy one to get. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't when you got L's. Uh, the other ones were je, tu, uh, nous, and vous. Je, tu, nous, vous. Yep. And uh, fun fact for the, uh, you know, you think you think the French are so progressive because they make a point of saying, well, don't just say the, let's, uh, let us know if it's the female or the male. But if you're looking at whether we should use the plural il or the plural l, if it's 100 females, but one guy with those 100 females, you have to use the masculine ils. Yeah. I, I That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sarah. I didn't make up the rules. I took four years of Spanish and it was the same... It was the same way with the plural you guys, basically. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how many girls there are versus the one single guy. As long as there's one male in there, you have to use the male. And I thought France was where I wanted to move. I know. See? Just because they're a permanent member of the United Nations. Security and you Canadians. So I got, God. let's see here. I got <laughs> I got three right. Does, do I get fractions on that? Sure. You get three out of five, which would be 60%, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. All right. Uh, Fized, what sport are you playing with a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center? Hopefully basketball. Yes. Is that what you got, Sarah? I'm really impressed that you got that, honey. Oh, well, thank you. Did you get that, Sarah? Yes. Okay. I grew up in a college town where our basketball team, the year I graduated high school, went to the NCAA championship game. So I know my basketball pretty well. All right. (laughs) And finally, my subject, drama. What term uh, means words spoken by an actor directly to the audience, but not heard by the other characters on stage, i.e. Breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> still not the right answer. Um, and, and I had monologue written down, but then you said, it's like a monologue. But yeah, so like a monologue. But not, a monologue could be heard by other people on stage. Now a monologue is, is just a speech. Is it a soliloquy? No. Is it an aside? It is an aside. Yes! But you don't get the point, you read, no, Oh, you did write I it did down. I did write it down. Shoot. Uh, it is an aside. And if you read I any Shakespeare, they put it in there as an aside. And that means that they're speaking to the audience and no one else on stage hears them. Oh, the bard. Mm. Oh, I think that just put me under. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I, we're all dying to know, uh, who is the better student? Jeff or Sarah? So, what did you get, Jeff? That's, I got... Seven and three fifths. Oh, he beat me by like one point. Not even a full point. Seven and three fifths versus. Yeah, and I had six and two thirds. (laughs) He beat me by .94. That is a very (laughs) close score. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, Matt. That was very enjoyable. My pleasure, guys. As always. (laughs) All right.
So, Matt, where can we find out more about another damn trivia show? Uh, well, all you have to do is go to uh, iTunes or Stitcher Radio or the Wicked Radio Network, or you can go to Radio Fubar on Monday mornings at 8.30 Central, and uh, you, you can also just type it into Google, and a bunch of things that I didn't even know I was on pop up sometimes. So uh, <laughs> it, when you're done, if you haven't gotten your fill of trivia here on the Trivial Trivia Podcast, go look up another damn trivia show uh, to top yourself up. All right. Well, thanks thanks for coming on, Matt. We appreciate it. My pleasure. I have a good one. You too. Now, I'll have to speak to it in order for it to open. When it does, don't hesitate. I don't know what's in there, but it'll put up a fight. The bit of riddle that was in that diary tried to kill me. One, two, three. This week for the first part in a two-part series is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. This 2010 movie, based on the last book in the series by J.K. Rowling, features our favorite young wizard, Harry Potter, and his friends Hermione and Ron, who must find and destroy all of Voldemort's horcruxes and save the wizarding world from tyranny. Also, Bellatrix Lestrange is really creepy. Also, there are major spoilers during this section of the show if you haven't seen or read the books yet. You've been living under a rock. Also, you should probably, you know, go see them because they're good. They're really good. Uh, Sarah, this film earned a 78% freshness rating from critics on Rotten Tomatoes and an audience 84%. What do you think of it? This is actually my second least favorite of the Harry Potter series. Really? Why is that? I find it to be incredibly slow. Yeah, well, I guess compared with uh, some of the other movies where they have to cram in a whole bunch of plot development into into one movie instead of splitting it up into two movies. Yeah, this is this is the slower of the two, and it's well, the the two sevens. Um, I just don't find this one as like not nearly as exciting as the others. I felt I felt like the the creators um, th- thought about it and be like, oh well, since we're splitting this up into two movies, we can we can take our time and make things a little more like give it some more dramatic pause. Yeah, sure. Let's say that. I I mean, it's, there are really good parts of the movie, but it's just I can't hardly stand to sit down and watch it. Because I feel like I'm gonna be sitting there forever. Yeah, you gotta like you gotta bring your tablet and 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 play some Clash of Clans while you're while you're watching. It's not nearly as bad as Chamber of Secrets, but yeah. <laughs> I refuse to watch Chamber of Secrets. It's a waste of my time. Oh. But <laughs> this one is a close second. I just I can't sit down and watch the whole thing. Any of the others, especially four four is my favorite. Four and eight are pretty awesome. Gilderoy Lockhart is the Jar Jar Binks of the Harry Potter series. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, except I like Jar Jar Binks. 
So... You and I can't be friends anymore. We're married. You're stuck. Oh, shoot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah, you ready for some awesome questions? Yes. Sounds good. Uh, Let's see here. I believe I'm ahead by... What is it? 0.94. 0.94 of a point. It's actually 0.933333, three repeating. Oh, okay. So you round it up? Yeah, I gave you you 0.94. That's nice. Uh, It widens the lead a little bit. No. By about, yeah, it does. By about, uh, you know, three thousandths of a point or whatever. Repeating. Repeating. (laughs) Sarah. Yes. These are not going to be easy. But uh, I'm expecting that yours for mine won't be easy either. So Yeah, except you've listened to the series like four times through and uh, you've watched the movies a million times. Three three so times through. I, and you got to watch the movie wholly and I was still having to like cook dinner and take care of kids. Oh, yeah. Sarah, who was suspended in the air above the table at Malfoy Manor? Oh, it's... um. It's one of the the teachers, and her name was Charity Bub. Charity B. I don't remember her full last name. I will give you a full half point on that. It is Charity Burbage. Burbage. Okay. Jeff, who who does Creature say stole the locket from him? It was uh, the seedy salesman guy whose name is escaping me at the moment. I got this. Oh, there it is. Mundungus Fletcher. Yes. Sarah, what was Bathilda Bagshot's major claim to fame? She was friends with Albus Dumbledore. She was friends with Albus Dumbledore. However, and she wrote some book. Yes, which book? Really? Uh A book about Albus Dumbledore's life. No, that was Rita Skeeter. It's um Hogwarts a history. Okay, yeah. Jeff, what is the name of the story in Tales of Beale the Bard that talks about the Deathly Hallows? It's the the Tale of the Three Brothers. Yes. Sarah, they mention this character by name several times during the film. What is Draco's mother's name? It is Narcissa Malfoy. Jeff, what is Umbridge's title at the ministry during this film? She is the undersecretary to the Minister for Magic in charge of Muggle-born registration. Yes. Sarah, there are three characters trapped in the dungeon at Malfoy Manor before our heroes arrive. Oh, it's the bank teller jerk elf guy. I was going to say name name two of them. 
Okay, I don't remember his name, but it's the bank teller jerk elf guy from Gringotts. Well, it was a goblin, but yeah. There's, uh, yeah, I can see her in my head. Her name is <laughs> not Neville, just Luna. <laughs> Luna Lovegood. Okay. And the wand maker, whose name is, I'm trying to think of what his wand shop is called. It starts with a G. I can't put, think of his name. It's um, Ollivander. Oh, yeah. I th you're probably thinking of the other wand maker. No, because I didn't even know there was a freaking other wand maker. Oh, okay. I won't, I won't give that away in case it's a question later. Is the next question, what's the other <laughs> wand maker's name? Because if so, no. I might have to stab you in the eye. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Jeff, what is the inscription? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Jeff, what inscription is finally seen on the golden snitch? It is, I, it is, I open at the close. Yeah. And we don't know what that means yet. In this film. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's... This is an easy one. I don't believe you, but okay. Okay, first and last name. Who is the editor of The Quibbler? I don't know how to pronounce his first name. D do your best. If it's close enough, you'll get it. It's like... It's like Phineas, but it's not Phineas because it starts with an X. And his last name is Lovegood. I will give you the full point. It is Xenophilius. Xenophilius. See, I was close enough. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And have, like, no points. All right. Do you have any um, extra No, I have questions? one more question for you. Oh, okay. Where are Harry, Hermione, and Ron taken after they are captured in the woods? Malfoy Manor. That's right. Okay, that's the end of our round, right? Did you have any extra questions? No. Um, I had one, I think. Um, you already asked a question about Beetle the Bard, so that was one of my extras. And then um, this one might be really tough. Hermione and Harry suspect that the story of the three brothers is based on what trio of siblings buried in Godric's Hollow? Yeah, I don't know. It's the Peveril brothers. Sure. Sarah, uh, what's our score? End of round two. Um, you won by over four points. Wow. So those questions were really hard? Yeah. Okay, I'll tone it down a little bit for the next round. Promise. I still don't believe you. <laughs> you just have to trust me. <laughs> Well, that is it for this week's episode. You can find everything about us online at our website, TrivialTriviaPodcast.com. From there, you can get to links to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Pinterest page. No, just no. kidding. We don't We don't have a Pinterest page. We should get a Pinterest page. No. Okay, you're right. No. You nope. spend enough time on Pinterest <laughs> as it is. And Sarah, what do we have going on next week? 
uh, for the next episode, our general knowledge topic will be Harry Potter actors. We're going to look outside of their Harry Potter careers. Oh. And, of course, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, if Jeff makes it through to the next episode. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully I will. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. All that and more next time on the Trivial Trivia Podcast. Bye. Bye. here on the right. Whatever. I know. That's dumb. Okay. Okay. Does anyone need to get out and go to the bathroom before we leave? All right. <clears throat> Wait, now I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can hold it. I have two kids. I can hold it. <laughs>